Food Court, the movie podcast where Sean and John watch shit, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We are the law. Hi, uh, Sean. Hi. Welcome. Um, we're not in the fucking food court. We're not. Because it's fucking after midnight. And yeah. we can let it all hang out, but we can't let it all hang out in the food court because it's fucking closed. I like that you went Clapton instead of Judas. Oh, yeah. I feel like that lets me know that you. We're, this is a peaceful, this mm-hmm. is a peaceful heterosexual. Yes. No dungeon leather. Yeah. This is you know this is the type of car, the type of podcast that would record a song, maybe even an album with Babyface. Yes. As opposed to, I would happily do that. Rock out with said cock out. Well, with perhaps another cock out. I mean, Clapton is dangerous in a different way. He's like cocaine, cocaine yeah, and also might steal very your wife. Racist, might be very racist. Clapton's racist. Yes, just from stealing all those sweet songs, or another no. way. I, I mean, most of like the anti-racist stuff in in uh, England was like specifically against Clapton. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, like the Clash did concerts. <laughs> like anti-racist concerts because he was like, like ah, oh, you know, the National Front isn't so bad. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and everybody was like, no, so, they are. So this isn't in a lovable Lemmy Kilmister? I, I like Nazi memorabilia. I don't think so. It was more like, I like current Nazis. I didn't know this. And I don't like immigrants, and I, I'm, I wish they wouldn't come into our country. You know, I had always thought that the song... You look wonderful tonight. Yeah, was about George Harrison's wife, but now that I think about it, it does go. Then Hitler asked her. <laughs> yeah, as Hitler turned out the light, <laughs> he said, "Mein Führer, mm-hmm. you look wonderful." I didn't. I, I should have picked up on that. Yeah, I should have picked up on that. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't get to eat before the film. Uh, but we did, uh, I ate during the movie, so I'll talk about that. Okay, talk about that, Because I'm going through a, uh, going through a change in my habits. Oh. For a while now, I've gotten the power order, the correct fat guy order of tiny popcorn, enormous diet soda. Yeah. You know, just to, just, it shows you how fragile human mind is. I know that I'm killing myself. Yes. But... The power of ordering the tiny popcorn and then making that soda diet. Yeah. Just it just helps me trick myself into believing that I'll live a smidge longer. But on top of that I also get a thing of candy. It's usually the Nestle Crunch. You love the fucking bunch of crunch, man. And it is really good with popcorn. I know. You can even pour it in the popcorn. I don't do that because it goes to the bottom. A little nah, too nah, wild nah, for nah. me. I've switched. Yeah, I saw you tonight. I've gone extraterrestrial. This is three in a row. I know I haven't watched a movie with you in a long time. Elliot. I'm afraid so. And I must say, it go it gels. Well, it doesn't gel, but it does go nicely with the peacorn. Yeah. And I end up I usually end up shooing the rest of the peacorn. And I never ever leave any uh Reese's pieces of mine. You go balls deep in the Reese's pieces. I do. Hmm. I diddle them. That's beautiful. And it romantic. A, it was a special night for us, though. We're both uh, fans of Gee Ritchie. Yes, I am. I'd say I'm like a moderate fan in that I've seen most of his movies, uh, and I like some of them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess I'm a bigger fan. I like, like, I really like some of his movies. Yeah, and then I strongly dislike some of his movies. Yes, but 
the nature of his filmmaking, it's kind of a zesty enterprise, so I'm never never bored. Yes. I'm sometimes disappointed. Often. And uh, I think this falls in the latter camp. We saw The Gentleman. If if you haven't figured that out by the, the title of the podcast, we'll say The It'll Gentleman say the on gentleman. it. The Gentleman. So you probably will know by now. Probably. Unless you don't know how to read, or which is could, fine. Well, they could have listened to the last podcast. Uh-oh. Which, uh, Uh-oh, he's coming back. Which I found <laughs> humorous, but I must admit, I found I was laughing through clenched teeth. Because, folks, I'll be real with you. I wasn't sure if there was going to be another podcast after the last <laughs> podcast. There has never been a greater disconnect between an opinion on film than mine and Sean's opinion of, under, of the movie Underwater. You loved Underwater. Underwater is my number one film of 2020. <laughs> and we're going to see who, just who, and how and where it can be knocked off. Because I loved Underwater. But I don't want to dwell on that too long. It's only been three weeks, though. We, that's true. But boy, I really liked Underwater. <laughs> yeah. Like a whole, whole lot. Yeah. Man, that scene. <laughs> when fucking Neptune rises up out of the sea. Yeah. And it's Neptune. Yeah. I have taken... Three different friends to see that movie, and yeah. I don't even watch Underwater at that point. Yeah. I just turn and watch the childlike wonder when the giant Cthulhu monster rises up. Yeah. Because that's a great cinematic moment. I like that. And other than that, it's just kind of like a trashy genre film, which I love yeah. those. I, didn't, I don't think I... I don't maybe think I hated it quite as much as it sounded like I hated it. I, I guess I was just on a roll or something, but I was really... You guys were being funny. But also, see, our listeners don't know, like, if Sean is in a bad mood, mm-hmm. it can be Citizen fucking Kane. Yeah. And that motherfucker's going down. I, you, if you go back and listen to the Once Upon a Time in, in, uh, in Hollywood, we had a, kind of a miserable, because it was so hot in there. It was fucking sweaty. And you were kind of miserable when we got out. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of hated it. But having seen it again, I really liked it a lot. Like, I'm an inveterate ball buster, but when I can tell you're in a bad mood, I just shut the fuck up. Thank you. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even do my usual needling and prodding and ball, <laughs> ball tapping. I just go, ooh, Sean's in a bad mood. Some, you know, sometimes I get catty. Yeah, they're, well, I worry about bigger things. Like, you know what? I'm just going to drive this car right into this embankment. <laughs> I'm going to so, drive us through the German restaurant. And since you always drive, you know, I got to, I got to be, I got to mind my P's and Q's. Back to Guy Ritchie. Okay, yes. Um, I, I keep wanting to say, like, it wasn't bad, because I kind of always feel that way after Guy Ritchie movies, yeah. but I guess it was kind of bad, huh? It was it was somewhat bad. This is the problem. Okay. And I think it is often leavened by some good things. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant is frequently fun to watch, even though he's ridiculous. In this movie, yes. Yes, in this movie. Colin Farrell is frequently fun to watch. Even though he's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, this is probably. I mean, I usually love Colin Farrell, but this might have, this wasn't the best use of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to do the plot? Okay, so it is a British crime movie by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, about marijuana. In fact, I think it was probably originally titled Bush. Yeah, and then they probably just wouldn't let him call it Bush, so they made him call it The Gentleman, which is a fucking horrible, meaningless title. It seems to have nothing to do with the movie. But essentially, Matthew McCon- McConaughey, the Matthew McConaughey, yes, is a, a marijuana crime lord mm-hmm. uh, who is um, he's getting out of the biz. That's kind of how all these movies go. Somebody's getting out of the biz, getting McCon- too old for this shit. McConaughey's getting too old for this shit, 
And uh, <laughs> worst actor in the fucking universe, Charlie Hunnam, is his underling, yeah. right-hand man. Yes. Um, and, and it's just... Uh, He's kind of in the uh, what what should have been like a, it was like a Daniel Craig layer cake role. Yes, which I mean that's what Daniel Craig's born to play. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam not so much. Charlie Hunnam probably born to be in pornography. It's weird, and we may get into this when we talk about the low men's. Yep, Charlie Hunnam is an Englishman, correct? Correct. But what what's wrong? With, no, I think he's Australian or something. Is he Australian? Yeah, because okay. his accent's everywhere. His accent sucks. He's, I was going to say, if he's English, he's got the worst English accent. He's an Australian who had to pretend to be an American biker for like four and a half fucking years. Yeah. So, yeah, he sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, but it's just the Matthew McConaughey weaving his exit strategy of the, the, the British ganja empire. Yeah. And we do get lots of cool, like, names for ganja. Yeah. Like, White Widow Ball... What is it? White Widow, cr- <laughs> dank-ass, crippy... It was 420... It was something else. 680, 9.30. I'm watching a lot of movies lately where old guys are trying to seem young. Yeah. Will Smith comes to mind. Oh. Uh, Guy Ritchie's trying to seem young. Yes. And it's not exactly working. Being homophobic and racist does not seem young. It seems old. It seems old... I this is this is a another thing with that. Okay, in a movie like Dragged Across Concrete or right. something where it feels like okay, this is a part of these racist characters' life. Right. But in this it feels like wait, is this like a cool racism or uh-huh. something or also, a cool homophobia? <laughs> Guy Ritchie movies and this is sometimes I get irritated by even People I really love, like Tarantino and Guy Ritchie. Sure. Sometimes I get irritated that everyone speaks with the same voice. Yes. When everyone speaks with the same voice and in the same authorial fashion, and they repeatedly say homophobic, racist things, Yeah. it's going to reflect poorly upon you. Now, yeah. I'm not ready to call Guy Ritchie a racist, and I'm not ready to call Guy Ritchie homophobic, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of film critics who are. Yeah. So let's get ready for that shitstorm. Yeah. I mean, I think... If it was just like, if any of it was funny or something, if, if there was something, some reason for it to be there. Yeah, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Is not funny in a post-Big Lebowski world. That mm. one's been ring dry. Yes. You know, and then it just doesn't. Yeah, we're kind of all over the place, but I haven't done this in a long time. So yeah. I'm having a good time. You want to talk about your favorite part of this whole picture? No, I don't. No? I want to talk about my least favorite First? Can we break format? Let's do it. All right. My low main, low man of the totem pole. This seems obvious to me. Is casting. Okay. Guy Ritchie movies, and even this movie to some extent, works when there aren't big Hollywood stars occupying his world. Mm-hmm. When he can create like a more interwoven tapestry where everybody fits, mm-hmm. it works so much better than when you have Matthew McGonjahay saying... Pip pip chaps. Oh, and, and I think this goes back to Snatch and some of his other movies. Even when actors do it pretty well, like Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and Benicio del Toro in Snatch, those are the moments in those films where I feel least part of that world. Sure. It works better for me when he's not. And this movie happens to be cast happens to feature many many big actors, lots of famous people. Yeah, so it just it, the casting didn't work for me as much. I I, I even wonder. If with a different cast, I might have actually liked the movie a little bit, but I kind of doubt it. 
Yeah. Uh, especially when we get to your low main, low man, because I know exactly what it is. We have oh. not discussed this, but... Really? I'm, yes, I feel certain. Mine is Matthew McConaughey. Really? Yes. Okay. And I mean, yes, I think he's bad, but yes. Uh, I was certain it was going to be the gay mobster character. Oh. I thought the gay mobster character was kind of annoying, but sometimes interesting. I kind of like the idea of like, okay, he's a gay mobster, so yeah. he's kind of like, there's something fancy about right. him. There's something sort of flashy about him and sort of bitchy about him. I agree. I, I kind think of it's like a, the idea of that. It's a great idea. I just think the performance is hogwash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, I like that you took McConaughey. McConaughey shouldn't be left off the hook. He, I, there's just something so weird about the whole thing. So he's obviously he's lived in England for a long time. So he's picked up some of the cheerio, some of the chap shit, yeah. but it doesn't roll off of his tongue right. It doesn't no. sound right. No, he just sounds so fucking weird. And so you just, don't watch television? No, I mean I watch television sometimes, but not as much lately. Yeah. Well, I watch television. More importantly, I watch sports. Yeah. So sometimes I am forced to endure commercials. Oh yeah. What you don't know about Matthew McConaughey. Is he makes these goddamn Lincoln Continental commercials. Yes. And he basically just does this weird crap that he does in this movie. Really? All the time. Except he's doing it like by like an ice fishing hole or like on top of a mountain or like with a glass of whiskey with like two wrappers. What? And it's just always fish out of water, McConaughey out of water scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't think he, I don't think this radio can be tethered. I don't think he can be like... <laughs> Reined in now, you know what I mean? Is he stuck like Goldblum is stuck and yes. like Bridges is stuck? Exactly. That's the greater point I'm trying to get Pacino. to. I, I no longer think McConaughey can be can play characters. He's only the so, Lincoln guy. So, so yeah, he's the Lincoln. He's the Lincoln Continental McConaughey. Oh, so no. don't even bother sticking him in your movie unless it's going to be like a cameo where he beats his chest it makes up a song about jacking off in cocaine like yes, in Wolf of Wall Street. That's really good. Otherwise, don't for the love of God, don't make him the central character. I'm I'm talking like Matthew McConaughey, but it's sort of in a robotic way almost. There's some there's just something so off about it and every moment he was on screen I was like, I feel uncomfortable. You are not talking like any human talks and it's annoying me. Well, he had to say a lot of words and phrases that were either that were meant to show an either a high acumen of like scholastic intelligence yeah. or a high acumen of street smart drug intelligence mm -hmm. and I don't believe he understood what he was saying when it came to either no so it just rang very false yes um but it it may for it I will say this if you happen to have some aganjahe in your peace pipe, ready to locked up load. Yeah, I think this would be kind of a hilariously bad movie to watch stoned. Yeah, because it and, and there's some decent parts, but it's it, like you find yourself laughing at the absurdity of it quite quite often. I feel. quite often. Yeah, another worst. I think also Charlie Hunnam is also Jesus right up there with McConaughey as the worst. I, and I mean, most of the performances. That are by like the people who has probably how he made got the movie made sold the movie yeah are pretty rubbish yeah Farrell's fine it's just a kind of a a stupid character yeah that don't they don't give him a lot to work with no I mean he's Colin Farrell he's a good actor he's always fine it's like an outfit the Downton Abbey lady who's supposed to be McConaughey's like rock and she's terrible yeah um, the guy from Succession who is the gay 
drug lord. Uh, I can't remember his name. Jeremy Powers? Jeremy? I don't know. Uh, Jeremy something. Yeah. He's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, the rest of the cast is, like, it, they fall into... And, and Hugh Grant's the one guy who, like, really feels a part of Guy Ritchie-verse. Yes. You know, Guy Ritchie's kind of built this entire universe that is basically a career-long knockoff of a couple good movies. Yeah. He even overtly references, he steals the last shot from Long Good Friday. Yeah. Like, exactly. Which was fun for me. I like I liked seeing him finally like acknowledge it instead of just casting a bunch of actors from it, which they've all died <laughs> off now. But, uh, I mean, he's basically done that, but he does it with a great style. And there are, let's get to our best. Let's get to our heroes. Okay. There's some... St- my best, my favorite thing about this movie, there is some fun stylistic flourishes and some fun playing with format. Yes. That I thought was kind of neat. Unfortunately, the script didn't live up to c- kind of the te- technical fun he was having. Yeah. Because the script's pretty bad. Like, all the twists are pretty bad. The twists are, one, not that surprising. Right. But even then, they're just not that fun. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, so, like, another another of the three guys in the movie was a bad guy yeah. behind another guy's back kind of thing. Like, one of the big twists is, like, you were watching everyone, but I was watching you. Yeah. The way they showed that, though, is pretty funny. Yeah. Because they show Hugh Grant, and then they show Charlie Hunnam behind him, also covered in leaves. They're both in ghillie suits. <laughs> yeah, they're both in ghillie suits. <laughs> it's kind of a good bit. It's stupid as fuck, but it's kind of a good bit, too. Man, do you have a hero? Um, I got a few. Because um, I can go right back to Lo Main. No. Because Guy Ritchie writes a rap song. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty bad one. What are their names? The the toddlers? Yes. Why are they called the toddlers? I have no idea. I know, man. Okay. A few, a few things I liked. Okay. One, um, I liked the costume design. Yeah. I th- thought Matthew McConaughey's suits were cool as hell. Art direction's still spot on. Guy Ritchie's very good at that. Um, Golding's, every every jacket he had had a big furry collar, which I liked. Right. I loved Colin Farrell's absurd uh, jumpsuits. Run DMC look. <laughs> yeah, but like fucking plaid. Uh, I loved those. Um, and I loved the one chase scene with like hood rat kids. Uh-huh. Just a bunch of dirtbag white kids. A lot of foot racing in this movie. Yeah. A lot of foot racing. I enjoyed that. I do like that in in England, all crimes seem incredibly, hugely dangerous. Yes. It's like, oh, he's got a gun. That's five years just to have a gun. Yes. Like, That's right. In England, that shit is five years. Yeah. And here, having a gun is just like, that's how you vote. You walk into the voting booth and you shoot the piece of paper with your gun. Yes. So it just, it just feels different, crime. <laughs> it is very C- weird. Crime is like simultaneously scarier and funnier in England. I don't yeah. know why. There's an entire plot point about a tiny gun. Yeah. That could get them arrested for five years. That's a pretty good... The tiny gun gag is a pretty good gag, to be honest. It's one of the better gags in the movie. I like the tiny gun gag, too. Yeah. It still kills somebody. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. That seems good. That's what a gun does. That's what we want them for, is to kill people. Yeah, that's what they are for. Yeah. Yeah, they're to kill people. Fuck yeah. It gets confusing that that we pretend that they're not to kill people now. Well, I use mine... To kill deer in the woods. That you bring home and skin and eat yourself? Yes. And then you make leather-bound Bibles with the uh, skin? Yes. Yeah. But they're I not, forgot about that they're part. They're not Bibles. They're Necronomicons. <laughs> I make... <laughs> I make 
very expensive recreations <laughs> of the Necronomicon, and people pay thousands of dollars this, for them. This is way off topic. Yeah. But go ahead and ask me real quick how many versions of uh, Evil Dead 2 I've bought that were patterned after the Necronomicon. How many did you buy that were patterned after? Five. Five? They had me. It was a perfect marketing technique. They just kept releasing versions of Evil Dead 2 with a more realistic Necronomicon cover. I had one of the DVD versions yeah. of like a rubbery one. Yeah, first it was like just a tin, like a tin piece. Yeah. Well, no, first it was like a just regular ass DVD cover. Yeah. But God damn it, it was the Necronomicon. Yeah. I had to buy that. Sure. Second, it came in like a tin. Sometimes Ooh, they put them yeah, in a tin. Yeah, yeah, I had that one I too. I had to I fucking think. buy that. Mm-hmm. Then it was some rubbery goddamn thing that was almost like a book. The one you probably That's had. That's the one I had. Yeah. I had to buy that. Mm-hmm. Then the Blu-ray came out. Oh. God damn it! They made a just a thing, just a regular, you know, flak jacket, Blu-ray yeah. flak jacket. That's what we all call them. Yeah. Flak jackets. Yep. Uh, I had to buy that, and then finally they had the goddamn rubbery Necronomicon Blu-ray. So five. Ah, five Evil Dead 2 Necronomicons. Uh, this was, like, probably a month ago. Uh-huh. So I saw that someone had made a recreation of, like, the second movie, Knife, Dagger, Carpathian Dagger. Oh, yes, yes. And it, it was, like, an absurd amount of money. I was like, could I swing that? <laughs> but then I was like, no, what do you do? You don't want a... You don't want a replica of the dagger from Evil Dead 2. What's the dumbest um, movie casing you have? Oh. Or have considered purchasing, besides that uh, Necronomicon dagger. This is going to make you very sad. Okay. Uh, At one point, I had a Toy Story 2 uh, box set that was in the shape of uh, his toy box. Look, dude, I know I'm sick. Yeah. Like, although I think, like, history's going to absolve me, because now that Disney and Pixar are together, and it's just turning into rubbish and shit. It is, yeah. It's going to be okay, but I I just don't know why. I just, those movies... I just they just upset me, but I know it's me. Like I don't, I don't try to like. I try to avoid my Pixar hatred spiel for that reason, because it's like I don't want to share this with you. It's like <laughs> yeah. bile spilling out of my body. <laughs> Why do you like those sweet tails? <laughs> <laughs> I almost bought you a Die Hard box set that was shaped like Nakatomi Plaza. You know what? What? Can I blow your fucking mind, please? Okay, I was at the. <laughs> the fucking bank once. Yeah. Where I have a uh, Nakatomi Towers hat. Yes. And a guy at the bank was like, hey, what's that logo? And I was like, oh, it's from uh, it's from Die Hard. Like, it's embarrassing to- At least you told the truth. Yeah. I would have been like, it's the security firm I work black <laughs> ops for. Yeah. I work at this place called the Nakatomi Towers. That's right. In LA. <laughs> and uh, he My was name like, is Nakatomi. <laughs> Mine's J- John Nakatomi. Don't look at my ID. <laughs> and he was like- Oh man, I I actually have a a box set of the Die Hard oh. that's in the shape of the Nakatomi Towers, and this is where it that gets bank really bad. Kicked fucking ass. Yeah, he got out his phone. Oh damn He it. Googled it to show me a picture of the Nakatomi Towers. Box you were set. held hostage. Not yes. un, not unlike Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine. What's her name? What's John MacLaine's wife's name? Oh. Um. <laughs> Uh, Holly! Holly McLean. Holly Gennaro. <laughs> Holly Gennaro. Wow. <laughs> that was intense. Uh, so you were held, like, so this teller was essentially Hans Bubby. Well. Okay, you flipped the script? We weren't, I was not to the teller yet. He was the greeter. What? 
Like, greeter? Sometimes you get to the bank and they're like, oh, it's You're gonna... some kind of high roller. You get a greeting? He was just like, hey, they've got a few guys up there, but I'll be a, I'll be a minute. Okay. And, yeah, so the minute involved him showing you me. You bank at Walmart? Why is there a greeter? I don't know. Sometimes their bankers get bored. And they go and, they go and just bother people with fucking box sets. Oh, man. What is your dumbest box set? Oh, man. So this isn't a, this isn't a uh, movie, but I do have, like, a Zelda that's, like, the Triforce, like a Zelda video game where I bought it where it's, like, the Triforce. Yeah. Came in a box like that. I have some uh, Japanimations that are shaped pretty strangely. Oh, yeah, but the, I Tentacles. mean that Nakatomi one—that's like a classic box. It's nice. And I should have bought that for you, and it kind of haunts me. I've already got all of them. And now on, on and blue. Well, it was one of those things where it was so large that it was. I was like, "Is this unwieldy?" <laughs> yeah, I don't. Is have this a, a pain in the that. ass? Where would I put it? I mean, you put it in that sad ass bedroom mirrors. There's no spaces. I've already got too much junk. It's true. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, it's been probably ten minutes since we've talked about the gentleman. Oh, which is because there's just nothing to do. Yeah. Probably a bad sign for the gentleman. And I will say, as negative as I was about Underwater, right? This movie was worse than Underwater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie's a lot worse than Underwater. A lot. Why well, fucking love Underwater? It's, I know it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> we should go back. I I enjoyed that episode. Uh, listening to Josh, uh, who and by the way, I, I saw Underwater with Josh. I know Josh loved Underwater also, but Sean just l- got it going so good on the negativity that Josh went away with him. Yeah, but I did have to. I, at one point, I had to like take a break and pause the the episode because I was like. <laughs> Man, this is just such a massive disconnect between me and Sean. Did you have one of those stress balls that you squeeze? You it was kind of like it? it was kind of like falling out of love. Wow! <laughs> oh no! It's kind of like yeah, I don't really like this. Did girl. you see the Grudge? I don't like this girl anymore. No, I have not seen the Grudge. The Grudge fucking sucks, dude. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. That but I kind of want to see because listeners don't know because we didn't review this one Sean hated Honey Boy a lot I truly hated it and I have friends who are reliable say that Honey Boy's some of them loved it and some all of them said it was least okay so now I feel like I did not watch it because Sean warned me about it yeah in fact Sean warned me about it and I trusted Sean to the degree yeah that I tricked two friends I was mad at <laughs> into seeing Honey Boy and yeah. then left and I thought that it was going to result in them being like Oh God damn it! We watched Honey Boy and Burr left, and this son of a bitch. But they're like, no, that was good. They liked it, and I thought they were fucking with me. But now I'm worried that you were just in a bad mood. I don't think I was. I don't think you were either. I was alone, right? And I can like almost any movie when I'm alone because I just like to look at things. Me it's just too. Nice to be sitting and looking at things. Same these. It felt honestly, you know, the hostile movies. Oh yeah. Uh, you know how Not those. Not for me physically torture you yep this felt like emotional torture where it was like right it was trying to hurt my feelings sure and i didn't like it right and i just okay i i just don't care about anybody i just don't care about it i i guess that maybe somehow i'm supposed to understand that shia's dad was. i get it you have to be part of the cult of personality of shia labeouf I to even so. derive any meaning from a movie like Honey Boy. Maybe. Which, unfortunately, is kind of where a lot of cinema and, like, pop stardom is heading. Like, have you ever told 
someone who really likes Taylor Swift that you don't like Taylor Swift's music. Whoa, no. You have attacked her character, sir. Oh, yeah. And you have revealed yourself (laughs) to be like a white cisgendered puppy torturing ding-dong. I mean... It's just a different... You're just drawing... Now when you like something, if it's... You're like drawing a line in the sand. Mm Mm-hmm. And you didn't like underwater. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so far, I think it's the best movie I've seen this year. (laughs) I think... I, I, uh, let's get back to the gentleman. Oh, okay. Or let's just call it McConaughey's Bush. Yeah, like it's it. It, it is not the worst uh, G- Guy Ritchie movie. What's the worst Guy Ritchie movie? Probably one of his weird uh, Cabal movies. Cabal oh, movies that yeah. he made with Madonna. Weird Madonna movie or Revolver. Yeah. I have not seen any. of those. I think I liked this one about the same as Rock and Roll. Oh, oh, it's better than the Sherlock movies. Oh, I have no memory of the Sherlock m- movies, but I remember thinking they were fine. Yeah. Okay, maybe this was not as good as the Sherlock movies. <laughs> I can't imagine ever watching them it's again. It's no King Arthur, damn it. It is definitely no King it Arthur. It's not the best Charlie Hunnam guy, Richie movie. <laughs> no! Oh, let's put... Okay, let's close with this. Let's put your... Uh, close the book on this Got movie it. with this. Let's put your feet to the fire. Okay. Was it, Sean, yes. as good as Aladdin? <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus. it was not as good as Aladdin. <laughs> I don't think. But also, I was I was in a really good mood. And You're I with Gary. Yeah, Gary made me feel good. We had a nice meal. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith was silly, <laughs> but I had the lowest possible expectations mm-hmm. for Aladdin. Whereas I saw this and I went. Hugh Grant's looking silly. Everybody's looking silly. I'll watch this crime movie. There'll right. be cool murders. I love crime movies. And then I saw it and it was like, eh, there weren't even that many murders. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. What it's, preview? It's probably better than Aladdin. Honestly, it's probably better than Aladdin. But these are all very low. Fuck it, Sean. Orange Julius presents the Orange Preview. Let's we talk saw about some it. trailers. They're both, none of them are the man from Uncle, which kicks ass. Uh, oh, a man from Uncle might be the best guy. Richard. It's really fucking good. Okay, these are the trailers that I wrote down. <laughs> Morbius. Oh man, fucking the Morbius. second Marvel fucking trailer we saw. Yes, Morbius. How you know, about that, Jared Leto? Fucking. If Tom Frank- Hardy shows up as Venom, oh, man. it'll be worth it. Yeah. Hey, what you doing there, Morbius? Hey, hey Morbius. How's it going? There? <laughs> are you some kind of vampire? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, Leto goes for it, though, huh? He looks fucking insane. We get to see his rib bones. Yes. And then we get to see his rock-hard abs. Okay. Do you think, do they yeah, make we're, him we're skinny? About the order. We're going to talk about the order, aren't we? Okay. Do, do they make him skinny? Hell no. That's Jared Leto, Do you dog. think he made himself skinny? Jared Leto gave himself AIDS. <laughs> really? For uh, for that movie for the, for that movie with McConaughey. Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? But this is just him. He's just playing that character from uh, Dallas Buyers Club, Club, right? That's that's the cure for <laughs> That'd AIDS. Kind of cool if he did. Vamp. The cure for AIDS is vampire bat blood. Vampire bat blood. <laughs> and you need to know one song by Beethoven. Yeah, Magic Johnson is drinking, biting off the heads of vampire bats like Whoa. Ozzy Osbourne somewhere. If we could get Magic Johnson to do a little cameo in that movie, it'd be pretty awesome. So the Morbius movie is filled with a bunch of actors I like, mm-hmm. but. The mere presence of Jared Leto is almost enough deterrent for me. 
Yeah, he's usually pretty annoying. He's the worst. He's, yeah, he's bad. But that looked better than the other Marvel trailer we saw for Black oh, Widow. Black Widow. Why can't it just be a spy movie? Yeah. We both said this, but why can't it be a spy movie? I like spy movies. Why do they have to fly? Also, I'm done with you, David Harbour. Get the fuck out of my movies. Yeah. I don't I, know how you st- became annoying after two seasons of a Stranger Things TV show and trying to one-up Ron Perlman as Hellboy, but you <laughs> somehow became annoying. Don't love you, Hellboy. No. <laughs> Um, we saw a trailer for what can only be a disappointment, but I still want to see it so much, The Invisible Man. No, it'll be great. It looks so good. Lee Wannell? And Upgrade is one of the best movies ever. And You know what you did, Sean, when you didn't like Underwater? Yeah. You didn't like my this year's Upgrade. I'm sorry. You took a shit. I'm so sorry. On my... This year's upgrade. I couldn't find a good way to say that sentence. It is hard to get that, through it. That was a tough sentence. But I think Invisible Man looks good. By this year's upgrade, you mean the biggest surprise, pleasant surprise. Yes, like I thought Underwater did not look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was pretty kind of blown away by it. Mm. Here's how I would describe Underwater to people. Do you remember the... Oh, God, you got to be really old. But do you remember how The Abyss was marketed to us? Yeah. It was marketed to us as if it was aliens, but underwater. Yeah. Mm, this is aliens underwater. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, and, and, and it hits the ground running, and uh, it's the politics of it are kind of uh, all good and all, you know, they killed T.J. Miller first, for God's sake. Yes. <laughs> that was the thing I was most glad about. Uh, yeah, you didn't like T.J. I thought T.J. Miller was good in the movie. Oh, boy. I but I like thought him. everybody's good in the movie. Like, uh, I, I, That's the type of cast I like. Yeah. Like Vincent Cassell. Like, yeah. I, I bought every one of their characters. Now, was T.J. Miller's character annoying? Yes. Yes, he, he was. was. Supposed to be annoying. Yeah, right. I get that. We're going to uh, just keep bringing it up for the next 16 podcasts until <laughs> you kick me off the show and replace me with Josh full time. No, you need to be on the show. We need you. Uh, You're so important to As us. I was listening to it, I was just like, I should never be on the show. <laughs> No, we need you. Josh, see, Josh would never go hard on me like this. No, that is true. I need a nice counterweight. Josh is a very go with the flow. Josh is a sweetheart, and that's why we need right. to kick his ass. You gotta have a villain. Yes. Sucks that I have to be the villain. <laughs> you do. Sucks that I have I guess villain. I was the villain in the last one. You're still very likable while doing it, and that's why I was fucking furious. <laughs> uh, we also <laughs> saw a truly horrifying trailer. Dude! It's the scariest fucking trailer ever. It's really scary, which is apparently a sequel to a movie I've never fucking heard of. It's called The Boy 2. The Brahms. Brahms. The Boy 2. The Boy 2. It is, looks like an Annabelle movie, except it's it's like a... Scarier. It's... Mm, the doll's really scary. Scary doll, yes. Whoever edited that trailer, let him edit all of them. Yes. Because that movie, that trailer was fucking terrifying. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah. I and, just remember being very scared. Mm-hmm. The jump c- cuts in it were very scary. Yeah. It didn't have any, like, wah music. It there was none of this thing that they do in every one where they cut little black spots in between. Yeah. There was none of that. It was, like, kind of, like, traditional horror 
editing, not like traditional horror trailer editing. It still did the thing which sucks where they cut the trailer like you're watching a movie. Yeah. But it was like effective. Yeah. And it was scary. Yeah. And they still give away too much. Like, I feel like we definitely saw the whole movie. I think we must have, yeah. But uh, and maybe we shouldn't even see that. We should just not. Okay, right now my best picture rankings are <laughs> number one is Underwater and number two is the trailer for Brahms, Brahms Boy 2. Tra- Bra- I said that wrong. You're right. Brahms the Boy 2. <laughs> Brahms the Boy 2. It, it does not roll off the tongue. No. Uh, all right, so you're still up on Underwater for top dog of the year. Underwater's probably the finest film I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I, I think it is also my top movie of the year so far, too. But Yeah, but under, that is not saying under, a lot. Under but, protest. Not exactly. You, like, like, got there sneakily. Only by seeing terrible movies. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life was not good. Damn it. I wanted it to be good. Grudge was not good. I'm very worried that the best shot in Bad Boys 3, which is Michael Bay showing up for a cameo, Mm -hmm. I'm very worried that the best shot in Bad Boys 3 was actually shot by Michael Bay. (laughs) Probably. Do you think he directed that shot? I'm sure he showed up and he was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Don't do it like that. Do it like this. (laughs) Yeah. Because the camera starts moving around, like, in Michael Bay's ways. Get the fucking crane out, idiots. <laughs> Where's the crane? I will say Martin Lawrence is good, though. Yeah. Should be in more movies. He should be in so many movies. But maybe, like, not those movies. No. Maybe, maybe Black Knight 2. Are you ready for Black Knight 2? I've never seen the first one, but I'll watch the second fucking one. Fucking ridiculous. Okay. I would say I'm ready for a movie version of Martin, but I'm pretty sure he, like, beat. Tisha, what's her face or whatever? Yeah, or scared her. Did he? <laughs> I think did he, he scared her. her. What? I think he scared her. I don't. How? Think, I don't think they're friends. Brahms, the Black Knight too. Oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Shana- Brahms, Shanae too. <laughs> Do you remember Shanae? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. I so I have Shanae. another podcast. Oh, okay. About basketball, and uh, Chuck called the, one of the hosts. Chuck called me racist once. Yeah, because I confused uh, Shanae with Jamie Foxx's character of Lawanda from Living Color. In Living Color, do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember both of those. And you know what? He was right. <laughs> I mean, if they're, they're they both make the same face, though, you have to admit that. I think so. I think so. And they both have the crazy outfits. Yeah, but still racist. Yes. 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 I mean, not not like. Guy Ritchie's the gentleman racist, but no. still still pretty racist. Still pretty racist. We can't leave it with just you being racist, right? Guilty. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> Let's put him in the racist electric chair. Let's shock him until he thinks everybody is beautiful. Me and Guy Ritchie. Yeah. All right. Bon appetit. Yeah, bon appetit. Bon appetit.